This is an ABC podcast. Yama, happy NADOC week. Kaya Hanley here for another episode of the Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up. We're doing lots of Ks, just under 3,000 kilometres. Uh, so it's going to be a, a lot of time on the bus, but also a lot of time in communities speaking with people from those communities. As it turns out, a stack of uni students are hitting the road to go west. And it's not just an excursion. It's probably life-changing. That's coming up on today's pod. But first... Can you guess where in the Hunter I am? I'm sitting on the bonnet of my car, in a car park. There is a huge structure in front of me. It's got red and darkish gray cladding at the moment. There's a big old beanie on the logo. There's a coffee shop that's pumping behind me and we're on quite a busy road. Larise Dixon, where have you dragged me? We are at Hunter Stadium, Kaya, which usually sees fans in droves coming in red and blue watching the Newcastle Knights or the Newcastle Jets play here but soon we could see some of the biggest international musicians play. What? I'm, uh, no, I need to know more. Venues New South Wales has actually lodged an application to the Newcastle Council to host five non-sporting events here at Hunter Stadium, including live music concerts. My mind is already ticking. I'm thinking Keith Urban is kicking off his big world tour in the Hunter later in this year. I wouldn't mind Lizzo in there. That's 35,000 people screaming for Lizzo. We don't really have another venue like that. No, we don't. The closest venue we have is actually the Newcastle Entertainment Centre, which is just around the corner, but nothing on this scale. So what do people think? Will it work? Local music promoter Marcus D. Wright is responsible for bringing some of the biggest international artists to the city. I think it's fantastic, very exciting. I mean, we are the best city in the world, in my opinion, and many others. Uh, we have a space in the city that gets used for sporting events, and I think it uh, would help with the scene. That sounds really positive. I'm so excited. Given the stadium sat here for a while, has anything like this ever happened before? In 1990, they hosted a massive Newcastle earthquake relief concert. There's 40,000 people here, they're all... They couldn't care if it was cancelled, they'd all give their money. Marcus was actually there in the crowd. And um, I just remember coming Doc Neeson up on the, the scaffold, hmm. watching Cliff Grigg play drums in Spy vs Spy was amazing. And um, yeah, it's just a great memory and I think we should be able to use that, you know, more. That all sounds incredible. Who would be first on your list of musos that you would like to see if this gets off the ground? She's got a new album out. I would say Beyonce of everyone out there. Yes. I guess my question is, does Beyonce want to come to Hunter Stadium? Um, I reckon. Why wouldn't she? Marcus actually thinks that Newcastle is on the map for international musicians in the world. 100%. Um, I think it was also proven recently uh, with Pearl Jam coming to Newcastle Entertainment Centre. Uh, originally the band wasn't going to come to Newcastle because we're a regional town sort of thing. And um, a petition was put in place and the people come here. Eddie Better said that he said it was one of the best concerts on his tour. Wow. Newcastle's also got a bit of a name around the world, obviously from Silverchair, the Screaming Jets and things like this. So people know about Newcastle. It's NADOC week a time to understand more about the world's most continuous living culture. And for the University of Newcastle, that means a road trip. Usually a local scholarship lets people study in China, but that's not on the cards right now. So instead, they're going west. Obviously at the moment, China's a, uh, a bit out of limits. And so, yeah, we, we thought, well, we, can, we don't have to go to China for a cultural immersion experience. We could, we could do that in our own backyard. And so we're we're heading uh, to northwest and central west New South Wales for an 11-day journey. Oh, your girl's jealous. That's Nathan Towney there, Wiradjuri man, pro-vice-chancellor of Indigenous Leadership and Strategy at the uni, and he's leading this crew into remote New South Wales. 
Yeah, look, we, we have, the university has some really strong relationships with communities across northwest and central west New South Wales, and so we're leveraging those relationships to provide opportunities for students to go in and, and understand and see the strengths that lie in those communities and some of the story that, that's situated in those communities. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, we're, we're doing lots of Ks, just under 3,000 kilometres uh, so it's going to be a, a lot of time on the bus, but also a lot of time in community speaking with people from those communities and you know, hearing the amazing stories that sit in those places. Here I was thinking I was epic doing 2,000 Ks on a Western New South Wales road trip. Nope. Sit down, Kaya. The team will be doing 3,000 kilometres. And the better news is the rain won't follow them. It is good weather to get into this amazing part of the state. But you're probably thinking... These are students that are learning Indigenous culture, right? Nope. And Nathan reckons that's kind of for the best. No, a whole wide, wide range of uh, programs. The students come from yeah, all different parts of the university. So you know, when, when you bring those different interests and passions together, it's amazing conversations and experiences that, um, that we bring together. And the timing couldn't have been better. It wasn't planned for NAIDOC week, but it just kind of works. But it actually turns out to be great timing because there's a lot of activities happening in those communities that we're able to tap into. So, you know, for example, when we're in Moree, uh, we're going to be partnering with a youth service there and uh, the scholars will have an opportunity to share some of their own stories with the youth in Moree um, and their parents and, you know, give them some some story of what it's like to be a university student here in Newcastle. Um, when we're in Menindee, uh, we're going to be partnering up with some community there and they're going to jump on our bus and take us around to the old mission and, and Menindee Lakes and tell us a lot about uh, what what it's like to to live out there and uh, the impact of, uh, of the, the waterways and, and the significant role that they play. What an incredible experience, an incredible journey. And while the Hunter is amazing, we live in a pretty spectacular state. That's the Newcastle Hunter catch-up for today. Thanks for listening. This podcast is made in Mullumbimba, on the land of the Awabakal people. We acknowledge these lands and that of the Waramai, Darkenjung and Wanarua peoples that make up this Hunter region. We'll be back tomorrow. See you later.